Thanks, Yitzi, for sending the reminder. Okay, Shalom Aleichem. Chapters 16 and 17. Okay, so we've discussed all of our characters now in great detail. We've got all the we've got all the mechanics laid out. We understand loads of different stuff. We've got a whole like vocabulary to use now. We know all these really interesting words, yeah, that help us put together reality. And then the Rebbe put together what is a tzaddik for us, what is a Russia, and then he spent chapters 12, 13, 14, 15, explaining to us what is a Benoini. So at this point, yeah, we need Chazara, but but we have learned uh, what is a Benoini. And we basically said he's like a Russia, as in he himself is like a Russia internally. Remember, Russia doesn't mean like, you know, aha kind of guy. Yeah. Internally, he's got he's got chukas to himself and chukas to good stuff. He's very aware of himself and himself being a creation can get pulled in all kinds of selfish directions. OK, but he never, ever does, says or thinks anything wrong. Yeah, that, that he can have like bad thoughts pop into his mind, but he never entertains them. That's that's what it means. He doesn't do an Averian machshava, yeah. But he ne- he definitely never speaks anything wrong. He, de- he never does any. He does never does an Avera. That's the Benoni, yeah. Um, not per imperfect internally and perfect externally. So how does he do? There's there's a whole bunch of different kind of Benoinis. Like we said, like the Benoni is basically a guy who's internally split and externally perfect. But how does that happen? And how split is he? And how perfect externally is he as well? So there's different Madragas. The, the chapter 14 basically gives you the, the idea of that he made a promise. You know, when you, you know, occasionally like you say to yourself, I'm not going to have a cookie. I'm not going to have one. It's much easier to say I'm not going to have the first one. I'm not going to have the second one. Everyone knows that. But you know when you you make that how is it that I'm not going to have a cookie, and and you don't, and your kid could be jumping around like you know, smelling it and eating it in front of you, and you're not going to have it. You made a decision, and you're not going to eat a cookie. Finished. Done. No question. That by the way, if you can. If you've got that in your arsenal where you can say something and that's it, you're in a really healthy place to be. And you're gonna people are gonna people will be able to people will be able to draw strength from you. If you can come to the office, yeah, and say, okay, this has been a joke the past three days, from two o'clock to four o'clock, I'm not checking my emails, I'm turning my phone on silent, I'm not gonna look at anything, I'm just gonna work for two hours straight, and you can, and you do that, that is a very, that, you're doing good, you're doing really, really good, and you're a big asset to Hashem, mamash. So that's basically like the Benoini, one kind of Benoini, he made a decision, he made a shavua that he's not going to do an Avera, and he's not going to do an Avera. Now there's another kind of Benoini. I don't know if it's like this and that and if it, how they go together. There's, 
what the Rebbe, the Rebbe says in chapter 16 is he paints the picture of this Benoini who has put in some serious hard work into understanding Elokus and Ruchnius. And he's inspired. He's really, he's really inspired. You talk to him and you're going to end up talking about Yichud Hashem and, and Hashkacha Pratis and, 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 and Avas Yisrael. And you, whenever you talk to him, that's where he's at. That's where his head is. That's, that's what he's, he's excited. Yeah. Because he's been involved in these things. It's not like this secret, you know, this secret spell that someone cast on him. The guy's just putting a lot of time into the right svarim and he makes it his business to talk to people about the right things. And he's mamash. So what he says is this guy creates a a year shemayim in his mind, meaning he actually creates an awareness of God to the point where the way my Rebbe said it is like, well, how can you sin when he's standing there right in front of you that's it just Hashem has become a reality in his life that's different to the guy who's made the promise this is a different kind of Benoni a different kind of way of being saved from Avera is that Hashem has become such a reality not 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 emotionally but he's aware he's aware of God to such a level that you can't you're standing in front of him you can't do an avera like people you know the, the halakha of getting dressed in the bathroom or in the under your covers yeah so a person who's like like it's a good example because it's a big hassle to get dressed under the covers is like annoying very annoying and like but but a person who's really clued in he would feel uncomfortable getting dressed not under the covers or not in the bathroom like, how can you walk around the house naked? You're standing there right in front of the bonus room. You know, I know he's seen it all before. He knows it all. But you still don't want, you know, you can't do that. So anyway, so this is this is the guy. This is the guy who's basically created a palpable U.S. Shemayim. And he also has emotions, again, that he's created through through his thinking um, that are emotions of love that spur him into not just not doing avayras but to doing mitzvahs. But it's it's not him like the tzaddik. He's generating these. He has to keep generating like rubber, like we said about rubber. He has to keep generating these emotions. But he is, and he's into it. So he doesn't do avayras. He doesn't do avayras, and he does all the mitzvahs. Okay, but I mean that, and that's just. Yeah, we talk about being Ms. Boynan on Gadula Hashem, and everyone is like, what, what do you mean? But the, the the idea is, we've said this many times, is when you start thinking about, you know, what that guy did to you the other day, and the more you think about it, the more angry you get, and before you can end up in a frenzy with, you know, hopefully you don't, but a person who, who just sits on, you know, some kind of thing that someone did to him, and, and I mean, people do this for years. People do this for years. There's um, Jacobson gave a nice example of when a uh, oh, I'll say, whatever I'll say the other example. Two ducks crossing each other in the on the lake, and one duck goes in front of the other one, and they 
get into a little altercation, yeah? And then you see them flow a little bit away. They flap their wings vigorously and then they, they move on. So what would happen if that was a human being who had the other human being cut him up? His thinking brain takes over and now all of a sudden he's like, I can't believe that guy did that to me. And I know that he's, you know, he's thought about doing that before and I'm sure he's going to do that again. And, 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 and he goes on and on. And before you know it, he's, he's in this, like, this crazy cutness, this emotional torture. And that can explode and manifest in all different kinds of ways. The ducks, on the other hand, who don't have the koyach of machshava, what do they do? That energy, that intense negative energy that got generated they flap their wings vigorously for a couple of seconds they get rid of that energy and then they float on whereas the human being experiences that same energy but that energy gets 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 converted transformed into negative machshavas and the negative machshavas relay back into the emotions and create more negative energy, creates more machshavas, more energy, and it's just a downward spiral. So thinking about stuff generates emotions. That's just a pasha. It's no secret. Everyone knows that. We do it all the time. We do it all the time. Thinking about things generates emotions. That's all the Rebbe is talking about here. That's what the Rebbe is talking about when he says, being misboinen and gudulis Hashem. It's not some like mystical, maybe it could get to that level if you did it like really intensely. But he's just basically saying what you think about is what you're going to feel. So now the Rebbe paints this a very important idea that Rebbe gives over in chapter 16 about this Benoni who doesn't have such a powerful mind. Because when a person has a very powerful mind, like I um, I give an example of uh, Rabbi Daniel Katz, yeah, who uh, I went to his, I don't know if anyone's heard of him, uh, but he's a uh, an incredibly, um, what's the word, talented, gifted person. And he like does these big meditations with people. And I saw personally with my own eyes, you know, he had a group of 160 yidden, a lot of them secular, you know, Kashorta iPhones, you know, they play their minds all over the place. And he could have them in, a, like, literally in some in a trance, in a big his boininess for hours. I saw it with my own eyes for three, four hours sometimes, maybe four hours, like three hours, something, uh, maybe four hours. And he could completely captivate all of their minds. That's a big mind. Now, a very big mind, not only can he do it to himself, he can do it to everybody else. So when somebody has a very powerful mind and they can generate very powerful imagery and they can, they can, um, what's the word? They, they can, they can create palpable emotions. They can cause the heart to pump in a different way. Like feelings of like when somebody's scared, the heart beat, beats quicker. That everyone knows. But when someone's in love, so my Rebbe says, is the the heart beats to a different rhythm. So he can create, create palpable physiological changes in his... That's what an emotion is, basically. An emotion is a, a physiological, biological 
whether it's a chemical or a different electrical impulse, or it exists in the physical world. You can point to an emotion, however it works, whether it's, like I said, whether it's chemical or mechanical or electrical, but it's, it's, a, it's a zach, it's a thing going on. That's a palpable emotion. When you're really intensely feeling something, yeah, then if you went and got a blood test at that moment, they would probably be able to tell you what's, what's going on that something changed inside you physically. Now, if somebody's got a very powerful mind, they can tuck and do that. What about if somebody hasn't got such a powerful mind? So he hasn't got such a powerful mind, so he can't create an actual palpable emotion in his, in his heart. But he knows it's the right thing. So I give like the, like the example, I, I give this example. When you, I've, seen, I've given this example before, but I'll give it again. When you, when you walk, you know, you're walking in your house and you see a, a pair of dirty knickers from one of your daughters on the floor, yeah? And there's three options. Either you walk past it or you pick it up and put it in the washing bin. Or I suppose there's probably other options, but I mean, what, what I'm thinking of. Or like me most of the time, you walk past it and then you think in your mind, if I saw my kid walk past that, I would shout at them in terms of pick it up. So you stop, you go back, you pick it up and put it in the bin. It's like you told yourself to pick it up. You didn't naturally pick it up. You had to tell yourself to pick it up. So the guy who just picks it up naturally, yeah, he's like the tzaddik. He's synced in with, he's synced in with good. The guy who just doesn't care, he's the Russia, obviously. The Benoini, this Benoini, is he didn't have the emotion like the Rush, like the Tzaddik to go and pick it up, but he knew it was the right thing. So he did go and pick it up. That's a very, that's a very, very Heiliger thing. We have to remember this. This is a very, very Heiliger thing. That even though you, in, and in some ways it's a more Heiliger thing than if your emotions are there. The fact that you know it's the right thing to do and you don't want to do it and you still do it, that's Mamash Givoldic. And in, in, in some ways that's more Givoldic than the guy who is synced in with it in the first place. And he wouldn't be able to leave the dirty knickers on the floor. He wouldn't. He that's just wouldn't the be able to... or the ban- That's the or the Benini. Which Sorry. one? The one who in eight first of the one who has to force himself. That's the Benoini. Yeah. And the one in who innately has it is a tzaddik. Exactly. It's a bad, you know, it's a funny example. But that, that's the idea. He's synced in so well that he doesn't have to remind himself. It's not external. The Benoini's avoider, he's Karusha. He really is for all intents and purposes. He's a Russia. That's what he he's like. He's I shouldn't call him Russia. He's like a Russia. So he's constantly forcing himself to behave correctly. The tzaddik, uh, huh? It sounded like you're saying it's more gavaldic to have that struggle, but don't doesn't somebody want to become a tzaddik? So we could uh, we could talk we could discuss this for hours and and we would come to no conclusion. We would come to no conclusion. What, what do you mean? The Tanya says it's over Hashem. He's an over Hashem. The guy who doesn't have that struggle is not an over Hashem. No, 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 but not the tzaddik. He's talking about the Benoni who's just like the wimp, like the wimpy kind of nerdy guy who just, just you know, likes to learn. Not, not the tzaddik. There, there is, there, there is the, the, that. What the question that Yitzi asked is a is a big, 
you know, and, and like I said, there's no conclusion. We could just keep talking backwards and forwards. It's a great thing to talk about. Well, who's better, the Benoni or the Tzaddik? That's a great conversation. That's a great argument to have with someone. A great argument to have with someone. Much better than than Hamas and, and the IDF. Much better. And I'm trying to say uh, it, it's it's we want to become do do we want to become a tzaddik? Yes or no? Yes and no. <laughs> is it which one is it? It's yes and no. Got it. And the same we could talk. Let we will get off track. It's not it's not up to us to become a tzaddik. It's up to us to become the best bainani we could be. If Hashem makes us a tzaddik, he makes us a tzaddik. It's 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 a it's a moot point. Right. But no, if I even, if I see uh, something on the floor and I do struggle to pick it up, and when I pick it up, that's great. But if I, yeah, what I'm hearing is now the moment is where I see it and I don't think twice about it, like, uh-oh, did I go too far? So, Yitzhi, I'll tell you this. This is one thing for sure, is the minute that you pick up those knickers, whatever, yeah, then you'll see on the floor like a little piece of, like, tissue in a little <laughs> place that's hidden and you'll be tested in that level. I'll tell you what, for me, the biggest proof of the Rabbeinah is when you study your own life and you'll realize that you're constantly being tested with Nisiriness that are perfectly suited for where you're holding. That, for me, is like the ultimate proof of God in my in my own life. Yeah. Quick, quick question. You mentioned before of... Uh, not wanting to do something, but you do it because it's the right thing to do. Is that the definition of responsibility? Maybe. Okay, I don't know. Maybe. Wait, Robert, I have a question. Um, you just said that you, one of the biggest uh, proofs that Hashem is in your life is that in the saying that you're going through is curtailed, it's tailored just, it's tailored just for you. Um, maybe maybe it's a simple answer by saying I'm being immature, but don't you find sometimes for yourself or at least for your friends that talk to you that like, wow, Hashem, this is just too much. This is too much for me. I, I'm, what do you what you mean that it's not perfectly tailored? Like it's just it's too overwhelming. It's too big. Yeah. Or maybe you look back and be like, no, I could have handled it. I was just being immature. I um. I hear what you're saying and I, and I relate to it, but at times I also say, nah, Hashem is, Hashem, Hashem only made a mistake, but like, this is too much. This is, I mean, Hashem can send you tests that you can't overcome. That I don't know if you'd call it a test, but, but I, I'm not talking, there's for sure going to be things that overwhelm you and that may, and that can help you become more humble. That can be quite helpful. But but I'm saying there's always going to be, at the same time, there's always going to be tests that are really like, oh, that's really annoying. And like, and you, you like that. And, and and then you can, then you can be, oh, I made the test as well. I'm not, I'm not saying that, aren't, I'm not saying all of life is, you know, that it feels like, ever, there are a lot of things that, that you feel are beyond you. And there are a lot of things that you feel below you. But, but, but there are also a lot of things that are perfectly tailored to you know, to where you're holding that for you is a real shiloh. Like, do I go back there? I, I didn't bench. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot to bench. Am I gonna go back there now? I'm already like down the stairs and like out. Am I, you know, that's something like my kid. One of my kids, you know, he'd like 
laugh, laugh. What are you talking about? I'm going to bench as I'm walking away. You know, there's like, it's, everyone's got, you know, and there'd be some Sadiqim who would be like, I didn't bench. And without a second, they'd be turning around, they'd be walking back up the stairs again. You understand? Um, so, so I'm not going to get into the whole, the, the Rebbe goes into this whole thing, which is really quite, uh, it's really interesting and very important as well at some point. But he talks about the 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 the, the different mitzvahs going up into different oilamas. Um and I'm, I'm not I'm not gonna go there, okay? I'm not gonna I'm gonna just say very simply that we've got we're we're talking about four oilamas. Yep, Atsilas, Bria, Yatsira, and Asiya going down. Um in this chapter we don't talk about Atsilas, which is the world of Rutson, if you want to call it. By something more relatable. Um, Bria is the world of Moichin, of Seichel. Um, Yetzira is the world of Midas, of Hagosha. And um, Asiya is the world of Mysim and Chushim, of, of sense, sense of our senses, of our five senses. So um, the, the without getting, like I said, too deep into it, the idea is the more energy you imbue the mitzvah with the higher up it goes okay so the highest love that the rebbe speaks about is a love that's generated through moichin so when a person generates a palpable emotion in the heart through his boininess through machshava and bino and thinking and das and the yeah then he creates a palpable emotion in the heart like you see if you look at some of these these pro Hamas Palestinian people speaking, yeah. You see some of them are like so fired up. Yeah. That's a palpable emotion in the heart. That guy has used his brain to to generate a real emotion in his heart. Lahavdil. So if a person can do that, yeah, like you, you know, you come across a Srimai Zilberberg, you'll see a man who does that over and over. And he sweeps up a whole oilam of hundreds of people with his heart. And he generates those emotions through his moichim. That he's he's exactly this idea of a very, very, very givaldika um benoni, or maybe a tzaddik, I don't know, you'll never know. So so basically these mitzvahs, they need a they need a um for the mitzvah to go up. It needs a palpable emotion for it to for it to go up into the world of Bria, like a very high level. It needs a palpable, like visceral, tangible emotion. Yeah, a real physiological because it needs because the mitzvah is a is a is a like a misa. That's olama hasia. Yeah. So it needs a real it needs something that's kind of tangible, an energy that's tangible to lift it up to the highest place. Whereas if the energy is just a kind of cerebral, intellectual energy, he knows it's the right thing to do. Like we said with the knickers, yeah? the guy, he knows it's the right thing to do, but it's not like a natural, he's not like, oh, that quick, let's pick them up and throw them in the trash, throw them in the dirty wash. And that's not where he's at. Yeah, excuse the 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 example, but but the um so 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 Alpiteva, the way Hashem made the world is that conviction. Yeah, that's what Rabbi Manis calls it—a conviction. It's not an emotion; it's a conviction. I know this is the right thing. Yeah, and that's 
that's motivating pro propelling is that the right word Mo that's motivating his mitzvahs so that's the kavana behind his mitzvahs so the Rebbe says, those mitzvahs have no right, Alpi, the system that Hashem made, to go up to the Olam Abriya. And Hashem is Metzstaif, it says, Machshav Atoiva Kodesh Baruch Metzstaif Lemaisa. And the Rebbe drushes that, not as in, it's like you did it, but Machshav Atoiva, the conviction of your brain, that you know it's the right thing to do, Hashem is Metzstaif that to the Maisa mitzvah, and allows the mitzvah to go up to the highest place. Or, the, or, or to, to Bria, to a very high place. Everyone's with me? To say it on one foot very quickly, for a mitzvah, which is a, which is a miser, to go up, needs a magushim dika energy. A palpable, powerful energy. If a person's acting out of conviction, which means he knows it's right, it's an intelligent energy, it has no, it has, it doesn't have the ability, so to speak, to lift the mitzvah up. Hashem makes a nace, so to speak, and he picks the mitzvah up. Now, this has got this kind of service. Much more. Yeah. It's just weird, a little bit weird, because an intellectual decision brings it up to the world of it's it's uh, uh asiya which is i mean the world of um yasira which is an emotional world no 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 no. It an doesn't. emotional feeling brings it up to bria which is intellectual world. yeah no 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 i understand what you're saying it's not it's it's your latent jew the latent love that your jewish soul has the latent love the love that is called ava Mususeris, that every yid has that's the emotional energy that brings the mitzvah up to Yitzirah. That's called an anim animalistic love. It's a, it's a love that is natural and it's there and it's like an animal, basically. Like animals have emotions on that level. If a person does mitzvahs at the Nashim and yeah, with no kavana, then the mitzvah stays in its in 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 the seer. This is parent mem we're talking about here, but I'll say it quickly. If a person does mitzvahs by rote, no energy, they stay in Yitzir, in in a seer. If a person does mitzvahs with the animalistic natural love in his heart that he didn't do anything for, they go up to Yitzira. If a person creates a palpable love in his heart using his intellect, which is the most powerful love. That's why that then it can go up to Bria. That's why the the political or like these religious, like these these people what we're seeing now all over the news, yeah, who are for kocht, yeah. Look at yeah, look at the general, look at the regular party goers on a regular campus, yeah. They're not particularly Moisa Nefesh for their tithers. Yeah, very few of them are. If it's really going to be a hassle, they won't do it. Whereas these guys, these political religious people, yeah, they will really put themselves out. So whose emotions are deep? This guy's got emotions for sex, drugs and rock and roll. And this guy's got emotions for jihad and, and political freedom. Who's pushing harder? 
because emotion, intelligent emotions are much more powerful than latent natural emotions. You with me, Gabriel? Yeah, I mean, which, which you might means, add that a lot of the Jews who are out there, a lot of Jews who are out there defending Israel, it's really coming from that latent place and not from an intellectual place. Sure. But the, well, well, I mean, I don't know if you can say it because they're also in a very extreme situation, which feeds in, you know, when you're actually there out there on the battlefield or, you know, you're with the town. I, I, I don't know. There's a lot of other, you know, a lot of other stuff that goes with it. So I don't know. But, but, but that's the basic idea is that the reason why the intelligent emotion can take the mitzvah up to a higher place is because it's a, a more visceral emotion. It's a more real, it's a more powerful emotion. But th this is the real takeaway, okay? This is all very nice and godly and it's nice to talk about this. But this is the real takeaway. I'm not going to say this is the real takeaway, but this is the thing that I relate to the most, is your relationship with your wife. It's a more ridiculous thing to act lovingly towards her when you don't feel it. Because you know it's the right thing to do. And now there's two benefits. Plug this back into our relationship with Hashem as well. It's the same thing. Number one, it's a really, really pure love. You're doing it because it's right, not because you feel it. When you feel it, you just do it. That's like natural. But you're not feeling it, but you know it's right. That's very pure. That's very holy. And number two, it's going to feed back. This positive behavior is going to feed back into the system. And eventually you're going to start actually feeling these emotions. I could make a whole shit just on that. I think I may even know you, you get what I said. Yeah. That's a very important takeaway from this. It's, it's, it's kind of, you're, you're being matured. a little what Yitzi asked before. If you want to achieve the pure love, you have to fake it till you make it. You have to constantly force yourself to get yourself into this element of Nikias. Uh, or I don't know about Nikias, but like this element of, of, of where you're training your body to get into a habit on its own to appreciate and love or do things for the right reasons. Yeah. Like a famous writer once said, who I'm very fond of, he said, um, people say to me, I don't love my wife. So he says, so love her. Which meant don't love her. He says, so love her. Meaning you're not feeling the emotion of love. So then act lovingly. And that Bezrat Hashem will be going the Okay, that's basically chapter um chapter 17, 16, so 16. Chapter 17 is now the Rebbe kind of tying it together a little bit. It's really very much a hemshek of chapter 16. Um, and he explains now what does it mean the possibly originally the Rebbe began the whole of Tanya with, which is and now he's explaining what this possibly is. The first thing I want to just say here, which Manis mentioned as an agav that just blew my head off a few months. This was a few months ago. Just completely blew me away. Is that, I think I've told you this story. I told you a story about my son who, when we were learning this really boring part of the Rambam, and I said to him, you're enjoying it? I told you that story. 
I'll just say it quickly. It's just it's such a beautiful story. I'll sit with my son. We're learning. My ten-year-old son, who's really he's a gushmaka, gushmaka kid, you know, and uh, we're learning. Um, we're learning the halachas of psuchas and stumas, and 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 it's pages and pages of just the first word of the pasuk and the last word of the pasuk, and it goes on for like ever. And it was a Shabbos morning, and I turned around to my son, and I said to him, "Isn't this so gushmak?" And he looks at me like a good, you know, Hasidish Haredi kid. And you could see it was like, you know, it was like, yeah. And I said, no, it isn't. This is the most boring thing I've ever learned in my whole life. I'd rather be anywhere, anywhere in the whole world right now than here learning this. And his face, his, the smile, his, like, his face just became one massive smile. It was so, it, I, I'm still, I'm still living off of that smile. I still got energy from that smile. And then whatever they said, we're doing it for a show. But just what I saw from that is just validation is just, is there's nothing like it to be validated. When you say I feel something and like, instead of what we usually do when our wife says, I feel like this, you're like, well, yeah, but that's because you're not looking at it from like this. So, you know, if you just, if you could just validate them for a second. So the Rebbe validates us in this, in this chapter, the Rebbe validates us. And he says, it says, It's very close to you. And he says, yeah, but it doesn't feel that way. And he says, you're right. And this is what it means. That passage, you're right, it doesn't feel that way. But it means it's close to you in the, if you've got a brain in your head, that's what he says. He says, If you've got a brain in your skull, yeah, that means that you have the ability to think about what you want to think about. People can't handle that. Like people can't handle hearing that because they feel so out of control with their mashavas. But if you have a brain in your head, if you have a brain in your skull, you are capable of thinking what you want to think about and not thinking about what you don't want to, what you don't want to think about. And that is what the Rebbe says. When he says it's very close to, it is very close to. Not, not close to that you can create a real emotion like of Streamer Zilberberg and be flying off the wall and tearing down, you know. Just, that's not close to you at all. That isn't close to you. But what is close to you is the fact that you can just know that it's the right thing to do. And that's Givaldic. That is very, very Givaldic. That is a really... That's a real Madrego person has come to when he just, he doesn't feel it, but he knows it's the right thing to do. And that will even, even express itself in Shachris. Like, like I put a lot of time into Shachris every morning. A lot of time I don't feel it. Most times, nearly all times I don't feel anything. But I know it's the right thing to do. So I do it. And that's Givaldic. And you can, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a victory that you can take a lot of chizuk from. And you can take that with you and you can and you can use that, you can put that back, you can put it back in your pipe and smoke it some more, and it will it will generate more, it will generate more energy. And and what I find the most the, the best thing is about about becoming dedicated to the boiler shoyland properly is the effect that it has on everybody else. It, it's such a um it, it it's when you when you start taking it really, really seriously. You just see that this, and this is what it means seriously. It doesn't mean that you're feeling it and you're, you just, you've thought about this enough 
We say Einod Milvadoi all the time. We say Shema Hashem Echad. We know that the physical world is silly and all the things that people are chasing after are silly. And we know that all the tithes are stupid. And we know that, uh, we know, we know it. We fucking know it. Everyone knows it. You know that it's not, you, everyone knows with, with about, you know, five seconds of clear thought, you know that it's not about money. You know that it's not about power. You know that it's not about women and, and drugs and, and it, 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 all of these things you just know. So what is it about? That's not like a poetic platitude. That's MS. So if the Einod Milvadoi, then you might as well dedicate yourself to him with everything you got, because everything else is just Dimionis. Get that clear. Do you feel it? No. Okay, but so who cares what you feel? And then you get on and you see, not only do you inspire yourself, you inspire everybody else around you. It's it's uh, and and then and 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 that and then it and it's just like you call this upward. Uh, what's it called? Like an upward cut, not an upward current. What's it called? Like how the birds, like the eagles, catch those winds. An air. What's it called when you fly upwards? Whatever. Okay. So that really is great. And then I'm just I'm going to finish off. The truth is, these last few ideas. We know them, but that we could give Shirim on all of these ideas for a lot, a lot. But let's let's just try and mention them and go weiter. So the Rishayim, a real Russia, is the definition of a Russia the Rebbe gives in this chapter, is a guy who is completely dominated by his heart. He does not have Moyach Bukad Kadoi. He does not have Shlita over his brain to think about what he wants to think about. And he's he's what we call out of control. And that's that's analogous to a child who's not being given any gadarim by the parents. The children actually look to us for gavulus and gadarim. They really they want to have a bedtime. They want to have to clean their teeth. They want to have a structured life. Yeah, that's the moyach shoyla alalev. The children of the emotions and the parents of the moyachim. When the children run the house, it's anarchy, it's chaos. That's when the emotions are running the moichin and there aren't any barriers. There aren't, there's no seder. That's what the moichin does. The moichin gives seder. That is what moichin is about. Mamash. The moichin is masada. So when there's no seder, yeah, then it's, you know, you'll see, I bet you, I bet, tell me if you guys think this is true. All the people that you know in your lives who are, Let's just use the word Nebuch, yeah? Anyone that you know in your life who's a Nebuch probably has zero Seder. Is that a fair enough statement? I see that in my life. Anyone that I feel is like a Nebuch, you can see that in their life there's uh, there's no there's no Seder. They need to begin by just making something Kavua. Anyway, that's just my own thoughts. Um, so then he calls them Mason. The Roshayim are called Mason. Why are they called Mace? The Russians called Mace even when they're alive because a Russia is connected to a delusional reality. He's connected to a non-reality. That's the definition of Russia. He's doing what he wants. That's not real. So that's called being dead. And then he says, 
we've spoken about this idea of, of Tim Tumalev and Shreya Salev. I've taken, I've given a whole class on, I call it the, the redemption of the heart, I called it. Um, and uh, he mentions over here the idea of breaking, breaking through a blocked heart. Yeah, which is how do we begin Shiva? He says it needs Shreya Salev. How does the Russia do that? He has to think about how imperfect he is. Thinking about his Averas. This isn't shy to us. See, the Rebbe says later on, I think in chapter 28, maybe 27, that um, that Shiva is thinking about who you were hoite against, not about the Chatoyim. You remember we said this before about the guy who slaps his wife or something and then he goes to you know and he starts feeling bad about how bad he is and how he could be so much better and how he's fallen to such a level of chule, yeah that's not called tshuva that's really called the tshuva of a russia real tshuva is when the guy says my wife deserves so much more than this he's returning to her that's what tshuva is not I'm I can't believe how low I've fallen. I can't believe what what a Russia I am, but I can't believe what she's having to endure. That's a return to your wife. So this guy, a Russia, the Rebbe actually says that he should think about the Khatoyim. He should this guy is in no real state to say, oh, look what my wife's having to endure. This guy is right to turn around and say, I can't believe what a Russia I've become. I can't believe what I just did. That's for, for the Russia. That is the beginning of Tshuva. And that, he says, breaks the walls of the heart. That breaks the gaiva of the heart, the arrogance and the, the gasness of the heart. And then the guy is actually in a really place to do Tshuva. That isn't the Tshuva. That isn't Tshuva. That's preparation for Tshuva. So um, that's that that's preparation, so to speak, for chuva tata, for the lower chuva, which means stopping to do the avera. There's a higher chuva we don't really talk about in this sefer. Talks about in in uh, chuva. Um, he says just to read you, just to quote it. He says, "Kishenishba libai bekirboi." When he breaks his heart in within, the nishba ruach atuma v'sitra he breaks the ruach of Tuma and Sitra Achra. That means as he breaks his heart, he breaks his definitions of who he is. He's defining himself, himself now as an imperfect person. And now he's now he's in a fertile place to actually do tshuva. So that's what the Rebbe finishes off. That's Perak 17. So that's basically it. They're just in, on on very quickly, it's very easy to say it very quickly. Is chapter sixteen and seventeen basically say it doesn't matter that you don't feel it. You know it's right, so do it, and that's givaldic, and that will eventually be mashpia onto you, back into you, and you will start having emotions, more godly emotions, and you'll see your whole game will kind of lift itself up. And that's really chapters 16 and 17. That's we're going to change gear next week. There's a lot to share. When we go into chapter 18, we're going to see we're going to change gear. Legumre. This is really chapter 16 and 17 
are what we should be huzzering over and over and over. In our situation, we're good fruit boys and we're, you know, we're into it and we're, you know, we're showing the tone mitzvahs and, you know, these these prakim are probably the two most important prakim for us in the whole sefer. Lemaisa, this is what, what Rav Chase Taub calls the long game. This is like the long, this is the long-term avoider. We're going to see from chapters 18 to 25, there's this like short-term kind of break glass, you know, for emergency kind of thinking process, what we're going to discuss later now after this. But this is really what our avoider is about. Our avoider is about using our mind to get it pasha clear, get reality clear, get achdus Hashem, that, that's with the ikka, get achdus Hashem really, really clear. Get it, get it worked out how in your, become real with, with what you are, with who you are, with your relationship to him, Yisbrach, and 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 that's gonna then that that's gonna be mashpia into your into your void and it's gonna help you if you're not feeling it it's, and it doesn't matter it's gonna help you do it and that's really that's the that's the bottom line is act like a yid yeah on the side you should be trying like whatever you can to feel like a yid as well but 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 first things first act like a yid and you'll see this is the biggest kashmak is that when you act like a yid. That's going to help you start feeling like a you as well. To show you should be sorry for any questions. Um, Shmuel, is, is does a mitzvah ever go to Yitzira? Yeah, uh, um, yeah, when a person just does the mitzvah with a natural, with the natural love, without any kind of conviction or whatever, without any, it's not a it's not mitzvah and Nashimim and a mother. That's not called rote? That's not rote? No. Uh. no. He's doing it with a little bit of a blend. Rote is just like, you're like this. Then they stay uh -huh. below. <laughs> but you know, most of our mitzvahs in our generation go up to, uh, go up to Atsilas. <laughs> That's the Indian of Machpelah. Machpelah was one of the reasons why it's called Machpelah is that Adam Arishon got got folded in half. So the Ikvad the Mashicha, the heels of Adam Arishon ended up back by his Metzach, by his forehead. That's what the Babach Rebbe keeps saying over and over and over again that the avoider, our avoider in this generation has gone back up to the highest, highest levels, Mamash. That's the reason why this whole thing I've, that is called B'nai Aliyah. That's the Indian of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. He was B'nai Aliyah. And our voidu is that, that that's, we're being oivid in this generation with all these crazy distractions and the tainug that's available in the Gashmir sticker world and in the Ruchlis world, just the, the tainug there is and all, all tainugim there are. And the fact that we still go to shul and we still, we're still trying and we're there for the voidu shul and the mamash. And we've got so many other options that they never had. We're still here. That's Mamash Halig. Mamash Halig. That's good folded. Okay. We see good news. All our brothers and sisters who are fighting with Rishoyim in the south of Israel should be Zoycha to be Menat Sayach and uh, should be healthier, return to their families and 
all in good health as Arthur said shouldn't lose any shouldn't, no no yidden should get hurt in any way they lose their lives Amen. Okay. Like, isn't.